WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. Right now, that time, 818, you're listening to WGNS on this Friday morning. And again, today, the 30th of September. And this morning, our guest, Jeff Heron, and he is the CEO of Greenway Herbal Products, LLC. Just starting out here this morning, tell us a little bit about some of the differences between, let's say, hemp and marijuana, because I think there's a lot of confusion still out there. And then what's CBD versus THC? I mean, there's just so much information out there to try to figure out and sort through what's correct, what's not. So I guess just start us off. Tell us about some of the differences. Well, it can be confusing in talking about the constituents of the plant. The plant is called Cannabis Sativa L. Cannabis sativa has been generalized by the public to THC marijuana and CBD hemp. The plant itself has many different species within the plant itself as far as there's industrial hemp that grows much differently than, say, a marijuana plant. Or the plants used for CBD are industrial. There are also CBD molecules in the marijuana plant. So it can be quite confusing. And there is a lot of stigma related to the plant itself because of the psychoactive effects of the cannabinoid tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the THC component. Now, here in Tennessee, a number of years back, lawmakers allowed for hemp to be grown in Tennessee, and there's several hemp farms fairly close to us. I know in Bedford County and Moore County, the Lynchburg area, I mean, there's quite a few Is this a product that, in agriculture, farmers can make a living at? Well, at one time, farmers did make a living uh, growing hemp and utilizing the fiber aspects from it, utilizing the the seeds, uh, the... Uh, livestock on their farms would eat the chaff or the top part of the industrial hemp plant, which is the flower with all of the seeds that have a lot of omegas. It is a superfood. It is a perfect diet for livestock and it grows heartily. It's an annual. Uh, It uh, can mature quickly and uh, it is more prevalent today as we talk about it in terms of what the processing has done and how it's advertised as various for various reasons uh, that a lot of people are exploring it, uh, discovering it, trying it themselves. But the clothing, you can even make plastics out of processing the cannabis plant and the hemp varietals especially. And so... 
As far as farming it, the bedding for livestock, you can use it for mulch for your yard. There is a lot of uses for the plant. And because it grows as an annual, it can replace the slow growth forest for paper. I think it takes seven years to grow out a a crop of trees to make paper. And so there's a lot of pressure related to paper processing because of the consolidations in that industry for many years that they do currently look for alternatives to paper and hemp is a viable source for that. Now I know a couple of years ago it was in May of 2020 an article came out in murfreesboroughvoice.com and the article was titled MTSU developed CBD prepares for worldwide distribution. The company Greenway Herbal Products, they had, well, I mean, they were the focus of the story. I guess, is there a partnership of some sort with Sure, yes. Uh, So Middle Tennessee State University was working uh, under the 2014 Farm Bill uh, looking at the opportunity for universities under that version of the Farm Bill to explore the cannabis plant. Uh, It has not been allowed to be researched because of a prohibition on the plant that started in 1937. The discovery was uh, open to all universities willing to look into it. Then in 2016, MTSU decided that they were willing to Uh, discover more about the plant, but needed funding to do so. This is where our business owners stepped up and said that they would support a grant partnership agreement with MTSU to explore what are the benefits of the plant? What is the plant? How do you grow it? How do you process it? The many different flights of discovery uh, that MTSU went through from feeding livestock to looking at the molecules. The the science school uh, at MTSU aptly named the Tennessee Center for Botanical Medicine Research, or uh, what has been referred to as the TCBMR, and to go through the discovery of the, uh, the molecules at a scientific level. How many molecules are in the plant? What do they do? How do they respond to various assays or tests in the scientific arena? And so the TCBMR at MTSU uh, was uh, going through a discovery and found that, you know, CBD was a prevalent uh, constituent of, as far as the molecule itself, which is cannabidiol. Uh, cannabidiol uh, has a precursor, which is cannabidiolic acid, or CBDA, and it responds to different receptors, or it's processed by different cannabinoid receptors that are already present in the body. Uh, so the endocannabinoid system that we that's in the system in all mammals uh, has the receptors to process cannabinoids. And so the TCBMR, uh, through its discovery and through its funding from Greenway Herbal Products, uh, was able to invest money into all of the tests and all of the expense related to discovery uh, to explore the many uses of the plant. In April of 2019, MTSU filed a patent on the formulation of cannabinoids, which is a one-to-one formula of CBDA and CBD, Uh, which is the uh, predominant uh, formula in the Greenway Herbal Products product that is called Tanasi, T-A-N-A-S-I. Tanasi, the name is actually the namesake of the state of Tennessee. Uh, In Obion County, there is the uh, 
uh, it's a Cherokee word, and it really means two rivers come together to make one. And so our marketing team uh, was thinking through, you know, the relationship to MTSU that Greenway has. It's a uh, it's a grant partnership agreement. Uh, it started in 2016, and the brand itself basically is honoring that patent filed. And uh, along this path, Greenway received the patent from MTSU as an assignment uh, so that Greenway could further on uh, international filing. So we have filed internationally uh, in uh, many different countries uh, for more of the prevalent countries across the world. Uh, for the sole purpose of uh, bringing attention to the best version of CBD. If you're going to consume CBD as an individual, it's the CBDA and CBD, which has a uh, proven uh, response in the body of uh, a, a cytokine response. And so the response to cytokines, cytokines are proteins in the body that uh, are present related to inflammation. And so the, uh, that was kind of the measuring benchmark. Like we've noticed that inflammation is affected with CBD and more so it is abated with CBD and CBDA. And so that's kind of where that relationship started uh, in 2016 with MTSU. And that is just one aspect of the relationship. And that's probably the more prevalent one and more popular within our company is bringing that product to market to honor that formula. Again, we're talking with Jeff Heron, CEO of Greenway Herbal Products, LLC. And it's almost as if we're going back to the Louis Pasteur times of the development of penicillin there's so much unknowns i guess because there's not been any extensive studies done focusing on hemp focusing on marijuana even i mean there's just not been while i say there's not been extensive studies there's been independent studies out there but not a lot of federally released studies or even state released studies and the information from those made available to the public yet well, prior to 1937, when the prohibition on the plant began, uh, cannabis was very prevalent, uh, even on the currency, the U.S. currency. Uh, I believe it's the $10 bill that has a, a picture on the back of the $10 bill from 1910 of farmers farming hemp. And I believe that that bill at the time was also made with hemp paper. The, the fact that we have forgotten about the research, we have forgotten about the use, the prevalent use, uh, that was also the same time that uh, pharmaceuticals were coming online as far as the modern discovery of pharmaceuticals. And pharmaceuticals are very powerful medicines that do have a purpose within our society because it is modern medicine. And uh, doctors that go to medical school to learn about uh, those medicines and how they affect our bodies. Uh, but we uh, have, through the prohibition on the cannabis plant, forgot about the fact that there is an endocannabinoid system and forgot about the fact that cannabinoids are an, uh, a solution uh, for mankind. Now, when it comes to these products, the products that can be made out of hemp, for example, there are certain things that can be sold in Tennessee and I guess things that can't be sold in Tennessee. What are we looking at today as far as laws go? What is legal in Tennessee and what are the purposes of whatever it is that is available involving hemp? 
or or even marijuana. Well, so with the 2018 Farm Bill passed in December of 2018, uh, this... uh, USDA, I guess, approval uh, within the Farm Bill allowed for the legal growth and propagation of the cannabis plant as far as the low THC varietals, which are considered hemp, uh, for hemp to be grown and to be processed. And there are a lot of products that you'll see on the market today where there's even THC products derived from hemp. The issue that's going on is that there's a patchwork of legality across the United States. Some states have legal cannabis laws that allow for marijuana to be grown legally, uh, processed and sold in products. Uh, the same with the uh, hemp. Uh, there, there's states that have approved hemp but not marijuana. Uh, and then there's states that still have not approved either. And so overall situation with the patchworks of the states, the federal government still has listed in the Schedule One that marijuana has no medicinal value and has no purpose. And so there is a lot of lobbying going on with the federal government to remove marijuana from the Schedule One and allow the federal government to create a regulatory framework. Uh, but right now the federal government has turned to the states to say that the states can choose what they want to. And there are many states, as an example, uh, Colorado in 2021 generated $423 million in new tax revenue just from marijuana sales. And that is a significant amount of money. If you travel to Colorado today, you'll see that their infrastructure is phenomenal uh, because they are putting those new tax dollars to work. So the state of Tennessee is an example, which is our state. We have a lot of support for hemp to be grown and the constituents that are derived from hemp are also legally sold. Uh, so it is a matter of still lobbying the state of Tennessee uh, to create a framework that can generate uh, a regulatory framework so that we're all safe and that we all have uh, a normal guideline that we can all operate within. And so the uh, the fact that there is ongoing discovery that's moving faster than regulation, that's why you see a lot of uh, new products that are coming to market that are uh, Delta 8 as an example. So Delta 8, uh, to back up a little bit, THC is considered Delta 9. Uh, Delta 8 is still THC, but it is derived through processing. Then you have Delta 10, uh, and I believe Delta 7. And so there are a lot of new uh, discoveries that are rapidly moving forward, uh, that the regulations are not moving as fast. And so there is still confusion of what's going on with these psychoactive components that are derived from him, uh, that are showing up in the marketplace. Uh, they're all operating in a best in class, uh, as a consortium group of the industry, uh, because, uh, everybody does want to ensure that the consumer that's seeking these products out understands that uh, they're available derived from hemp with the USDA laws that allow hemp to be grown and processed. Uh, but the state of Tennessee uh, should look to other states uh, like Florida or Colorado that do have marijuana laws and separate the psychoactive and the non-psychoactive components of this plant uh, to, one, ensure that the populace is safe and has uh, confidence in the products that they can buy, that they're available to them to buy. 
uh, and to consume, uh, but also to allow for the uh, tax revenue to be generated. Uh, the state of Tennessee is flush with cash today, uh, but uh, we're not necessarily looking for money. So I do believe that it's just on the back burner. There's more pressing issues at hand. Now, earlier this year, some lawmakers tried to ban Delta 8 altogether, but the end result ended up being, well, we'll just instead monitor Delta 8, if you would, and change some laws surrounding it to better protect those who are under the age of 21. And if I'm not mistaken, there is an increased tax that goes along with the purchase of any Delta 8 product in Tennessee. And I know that's what some of the other states are doing as well. Uh, kind of like uh, like like the hotel tax, for example. It's higher than the regular sales tax. I believe it's around 10% or so. And then the county or the city makes that additional money uh, off the tax base of the hotel rooms. And that's similar to what I guess they're doing with Delta 8 products in Tennessee. So the the tax revenue is still there. So there are increased sales. Uh, there's new businesses that are presenting new products and there's products available from even businesses from out of our state that are selling uh, everywhere. Uh, so you can pick up Delta 8 products that have a psychoactive effect uh, pretty much anywhere. Uh, the uh, But when you look at uh, states like Colorado and Florida and uh, where there's legal marijuana and what you call a multi-state operator business that operates a business uh, in those various states, uh, by those state laws, uh, there is an effort that's going on right now where they're lobbying uh, to also support the regulation of Delta 8. And uh, because these psychoactive components uh, should be sold by uh, businesses that know what they're doing, uh, that have uh, a regulatory framework to operate under. Uh, there should be a dispensary model, uh, just like there's a liquor store model. Uh, you know, you have uh, the general population that is just looking for uh, safe and effective ways to consume things that they choose to consume. And so there is an opportunity for the state of Tennessee to look at uh, laws that could regulate and keep the populace safe, uh, while at the same time uh, normalize like the other states that have found great success in regulating cannabis overall with the separation of marijuana and CBD. Uh, CBD and like our Tennessee products as an example are not psychoactive. Uh, they do have a calming effect, uh, you know, just no different than, uh, you know, uh, just relaxing in a nice chair on a, on a, on a afternoon and, uh, you know, getting rid of all the noise in the sense of all of the stress in life, uh, allowing someone to sit and, uh, be calm and, uh, also, uh, be comfortable with, uh, you know, just general uh, uses, uh, aches and pains as an example, or a tennis elbow, or uh, because of the anti-inflammatory benefits of CBD. Uh, so as far as the uh, THC components, uh, especially Delta-9 derived from hemp uh, that is present in the state right now, uh, that, you know, that's where the lobbying from the multi-state operators to marijuana companies are trying to say that, wait a second, uh, you need to regulate this. Uh, this is not right that you're selling a psychoactive uh, component uh, on a street corner uh, in downtown Nashville on Broadway 
uh, when at the same time uh, people in Colorado have to go into a specific business that is operating under a very strict regulatory guideline to ensure that the consumer is safe. So there is, um, I guess, a, a request to the, the legislators that govern our state uh, to really look at uh, the safety and well-being of our uh, population, uh, not just the revenue. The revenue will follow, uh, but it doesn't need to be about the revenue for tax revenue. It needs to be about uh, you know, those professionals that understand what they're doing with the plant, uh, how they grow it, uh, to grow it safe and effectively, process it, and bring products uh, that are best in class to the market. And there are a lot of those already today uh, that are doing that as a consortium, as a group. Uh, but there just needs to be uh, just regulations overall. And it all starts with Schedule 1 on the federal government side uh, to allow marijuana to uh, be regulated on the federal level uh, and looked at as having some benefits. Uh, you know, I think that you can still go to the liquor store and buy pure grain alcohol. Uh, there's no reason for pure grain alcohol unless you're washing your hands for sanitization or you're powering a car. Uh, so there is kind of some normalcy that needs to go on uh, and acceptance of this plant uh, for many reasons. Again, we're talking with Jeff Heron of Greenway Herbal Products, LLC. Now, we got to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to get to some more of the medicinal purposes of CBD and maybe talk a little bit about well, a couple of years ago, I know at the state level in the General Assembly at the Judicial Committee, they heard testimony from parents of children who had seizures and CBD oil apparently really helped out those children and CBD based, I don't know if you'd call them medicines or, or vitamins or supplements that too helped with their kids' seizures. So I want to talk a little bit more about that side of things when we come back. Time right now, 8.42. You're listening to WGNS again on this Friday morning. Hi, I'm Larry Castelli, and I love living at Adams Place. It's very friendly. Everyone here seems to want to make friends and be your friend. And the staff is fabulous. Betsy, who is the director of activities, is fabulous. And she's always having something going on. We have music at least once a week, wine and cheese. And there's all sorts of different type of activities. I would highly recommend Adam's Place. The sunrise puffs up above the horizon. So glad to see you today. I'm Amy Watson. And I'm Ben Hill. Welcome to News Channel 5 this morning. Time to fill your day with something more than a routine. This is Sky 5 Live as uh, every day there's a brand new skyscraper <laughs> going up. This is where we connect. Come on, y'all. We are alive. We are well. We Laugh. <laughs> See the beauty of the morning. When you look out this morning in that sunrise, you get the prettiest picture. Uh, news Channel 5 helps you out the Traffic door. Traffic anchor Rebecca Schleicher joins us now with the latest. The good news is there are pretty easy alternate routes. With something more than news, weather, and traffic. News Channel 5's Nick Barris is in our Good News Alert <laughs> Center this morning. Take a good look girl. right there at this dog. Right? Yes, it's something to lift your spirits. Wow. If that doesn't get you going, then we need to have a chit-chat. Ben, Amy, Leland, Nikki D, Rebecca, and Nick. We are here to get you yeah. revved up. Going. A better day. Wednesday it is day. Starts this morning. News Channel 5 this morning. 
If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Time right now, 844. Again, you're listening to WGNS on this Friday morning. This is The Action Line. Our guest today, Jeff Heron, CEO of Greenway Herbal Products, LLC. And we've been talking about CBD and some of the differences with hemp versus marijuana, what's legal, what's illegal. And going back to 2020 at the Tennessee General Assembly, they had several different judiciary hearing committee or committee hearings, if you would, where locals came in and and talked about either the benefits or in their opinions the the negative side of CBD, the negative side of THC or the positive side. And I know I heard from at least one couple who talked about their child that had seizures and they said that this special CBD cream or CBD supplement helped that child with not having the seizures or not as strong as the seizures they previously had. So where do we stand today with those sorts of things and further research into that medical side of CBD? So there is a pharmaceutical company uh, called GW Pharmaceuticals, and they have a product called Epidiolex, which is uh, transferred via an atomizer or an inhaler. Uh, It is a very powerful version of cannabidiol or CBD. Uh, I mean, we're talking like a thousand milligrams. I mean, it's super powerful version to where, uh, not, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm trying to think, okay, so a thousand milligrams in this inhaler, what, I guess in terms of if somebody were to smoke marijuana, what are they receiving? How many milligrams of, of THC? How many, I mean, what, what are we looking at the differences? The atomizer that is the very powerful version of the cannabidiol for epileptic children that is a prescription drug that the FDA has approved. And that's really the biggest issue uh, is that the FDA says that they've approved CBD in a drug form. And then there's companies like ours that are selling CBD as a dietary supplement. So our tinctures as an, as an example. So we have tinctures that are the mid range is about 80 milligrams per recommended dose. So 80 milligrams, uh, for an individual compared to a thousand milligrams, uh, you could only imagine the difference. Uh, we do not condone anybody take a dietary supplement for any medical needs. You should be consulting your doctor. You should not be using over-the-counter or dietary supplements to treat your children uh, with epilepsy. You should, you know, obviously do your homework and do what's right for your own children, but go with the guidance of your medical professionals because there are drugs out there. But the GW Pharmaceuticals drug, Epidiolex, the CBD is derived from a marijuana strain, so a high THC version of the plant. But through processing, you're able to separate the cannabinoids and then concentrate those cannabinoids and then get them into a, uh, a usage form for a 
atomizer and inhaler, but the tinctures, as an example, or the soft gels, the things that we manufacture and sell or co-manufacture, because we use best-in-class manufacturing, we choose to work with our SOPs and our formulation to encourage the best-in-class manufacturers to formulate to our specifications. These products that are readily available, this is why there should be a regulatory framework. You should not have parents buying over-the-counter products uh, for their children with uh, serious medical needs. And that's really, you know, the confusion is, hey, I understand that CBD is a drug that is a prescription drug. Why is CBD sold here in this local store? It's because there is a difference when you're extracting the plant at the dietary supplement level. You're doing it from just pressing the plant and getting the oils out of the trichomes of that grow on the plant. And then you process them and get them into concentrated form so that you can get them into a, a normal means of using them like a tincture or a soft gel or a topical lotion or a salve or there's many different forms uh, but at the end of the day the endocannabinoid system is the soft cell tissue it's the regulatory uh, pathways uh, for your organs and your skin being an organ uh, so when you apply a topical CBD product to your body, uh, it still absorbs through your skin and does get into your blood and your body processes that. And if you inhale it, smoking it, you cannot, you can consume CBD through burning the flower because CBDA is present in the flower, but when you burn it, it decarboxylates. So as it decarbs, it is converting the CBDA, as an example, the acidic precursor, into CBD, just like THC has THCA. The A, the acid, uh, drops off through heat. So when someone is smoking a flower or what is termed as a bud uh, commonly, uh, that when you smoke the flower, you are decarboxylating those cannabinoids and turning them into uh, the non-acidic precursor cannabinoid. And so uh, even when you smoke marijuana, if you choose to do so, hopefully you're in a legal state that you're doing that, you are essentially onboarding all of the cannabinoids in that flower from that cannabis plant. So you are consuming CBD, you are consuming THC and the other minor cannabinoids, which are CBG, CBN, CBC. There's a lot, there's over 140 some odd plus cannabinoids that are identified. Then there's terpenoids. There is a, a lot of molecules in this plant and that's why there's research that needs to be ongoing because there is so much to know just from this natural plant. There are so many different CBD gummies, if you would, and I know a lot of people nickname these gummies CBD gummies that are marketed to help someone relax or help somebody with stress. Are there truth to the effect, you know, actually these gummies do they actually help somebody to lessen the stress burden on them in some way to to feel lighter in some way the endocannabinoid system has cannabinoid receptors which is think of it as a keyhole there's cb1 and cb2 receptors that are identified within the endocannabinoid system the cannabinoids that are ingested 
are the keys that fit into those receptors. Uh, it's really a perfect fit. The fact that these cannabinoids are processed by the body and the body is made to process those cannabinoids, uh, there is a relationship there to the plant and to the, uh, the molecules that come. And there's cannabinoids in the plant that are just concentrated. They're numerous. And so to say that you have a calming effect from managing stress with a CBD gummy, the gummy is just the mechanism that allows you to ingest the CBD easily. If you don't want to take a tincture, as an example, a tincture is kind of a unique way to consume a dietary supplement because it is carried through MCT oil traditionally uh, that you are putting a sublingual in your mouth that is not necessarily pleasant tasting. The industry itself has, you know, even if you look at the vitamin industry, I, I think that the vitamin section of the planogram at the grocery store is full of vitamin gummies. It's the latest mechanism to consume vitamins, just like the cannabinoids. It is the latest mechanism to consume the cannabinoids very easily. Uh, so there's uh, soft gels, as an example. You can consume a CBD soft gel, uh, many people do at bedtime, uh, that, that I know, uh, our customer base is an example, like to take the soft gels at bedtime because it does provide a relaxing uh, feeling that as they go to sleep, uh, many people report that they sleep through the night and sleep well uh, when they consume uh, CBD at night. And the CBDA and CBD just happens to work two times better, almost three times better than CBD alone because of the different cannabinoid receptors. Uh, CBD only goes into one of those receptors. CBDA goes into another receptor. And so if you affect both receptors at the same time, you're essentially getting a more effective uh, amount of cannabidiol with the CBDA and CBD. Uh, so the, the fact that gummies are all over the place and sold everywhere, it's just the, uh, the easier mechanism for consumption and sales. Uh, they're easy to make. They're, people prefer them. They taste good. And, you know, but you shouldn't consume a whole bunch of them. It's not like a whole bag of gummy bears to where you, you want to have more than one. Uh, and so that's where it gets into a questionable situation that should they really taste so good? Uh, uh, you know, it, it really comes down to personal preference. On the total opposite end of the spectrum here, because there's not been a lot of publicly released research on CBD and the federal government they haven't released a ton of information on CBD. On the flip side, you have those who may be allergic to CBD products, and if they're taking it to be calmed in some way, it'll be just the opposite effect, and they may have a racing heartbeat, increased anxiety, the total opposite of what people are expecting. Is there more research that needs to be done on that end of CBD products? I am a, a big proponent of research, and that's why our business owners support a grant partnership agreement with MTSU to study cannabis and hemp uh, in the state of Tennessee. Uh, there is no marijuana research going on in the state of Tennessee, not at the university or any university in Tennessee that I know of. Uh, it is focused on you know, trying to identify uh, the, the, the benefits of why someone would consume, uh, the safety 
there is a lot of research that does need to go on. Uh, as a comparison, uh, you know, I believe we are all aware that opioids or pharmaceutical drugs and alcohol, uh, even uh, at a level of deaths per year, uh, you know, someone can overdose from alcohol. Uh, you cannot overdose from cannabinoids. Even uh, if allergic to it. Even um, I am unaware of any uh, allergic reactions. I, uh, if if you're having a race heartbeat, uh, you may have blood pressure situation that you may want to consult your doctor about. Or maybe your body uh, consumed more cannabinoids from the product you took that had a racing heartbeat. And that's why there's the encouragement of regulations for the industry so that there's uniformity in the products that are sold uh, and not one product is different from another. Uh, There are Delta 9 THC gummies that are sold in Tennessee that are derived from hemp. Uh, at 10 milligrams THC per gummy, that is not something that we manufacture. That is something that is even from the last version of those products I saw were imported into the state of Tennessee. And that's, I believe, what myself as a Tennessean, uh, a voting Tennessean, by the way, uh, is encouraging our legislators to look at laws that protect all of our population as a state while at the same time generating tax revenue to have the money to pay for the employees to regulate the industry itself to prevent uh, those type of products coming into our state uh, that our state should be able to manufacture in state and I am a proponent for marijuana laws for the state of Tennessee because I have seen the benefits by being in the industry I've traveled to the other states I've talked to the other companies I've talked to the people in those states there is is a net benefit and people do like having alternatives to turn to versus drinking alcohol for that relaxed feeling they would much rather have a verified uh, CBD gummy uh, and then in those marijuana states there are people that would prefer to consume THC gummies or THC products or smoke marijuana in uh, instead of drink alcohol as an alternative because there are I guess peer-reviewed scientific papers out there that do identify that there are health benefits even prior to 1937 that is what our population turned to for general aches and pains and health benefits we only have like 10 seconds left but it's puzzling to me because it seems like every single year of the last at least six years the idea of medicinal marijuana being allowed in tennessee has come up in the general assembly but yet there's not been research in the state of Tennessee on marijuana. So it's just, it's wild. And and now we're down to like five seconds. But again, our guest today, Jeff Heron with us. And again, he is with Greenway Herbal Products, LLC. Folks can learn more online about that. What What is the website real quick? Tanasi, T-A-N-A-S-I.com. And Scott, thank you and WGNS for having me on. Maybe you'll bring me back another day to answer some questions from your listeners. Definitely so. And we'll post this in podcast form in just a few minutes. Nine o'clock right now. You're listening to WGNS Murfreesboro. News is next with Ron Jordan.